0: Welcome to Weekly Wisdom from Jubilee Circle. We teach the common wisdom of love and unity that is found in all mainstream religions, metaphysical teachings, mysticism, and inspired secular and religious writers and teachers throughout the ages. Our goal is to help you connect with your higher divine self and transform from the inside out so you can become a force for love and transformation in the world. Each week we bring you wisdom from our founding spiritual director, Reverend Candace Chalu, and other guest speakers. We hope you enjoy this week's words of wisdom.
1: Today, in addition to being New Year's Day, it is the final day of Kwanzaa which is an African-American pan-African holiday that was established in 1966 by a man named Mawala Karenga to help African-Americans and people of African descent across the world celebrate, connect, and learn about African culture and heritage. Kwanzaa celebrates seven principles, including unity, self-determination, cooperation, economics, purpose, and creativity. The holiday is celebrated with African decorations, and music, and candle lighting, gift giving, and the word Kwanzaa means first fruits. And its celebrants commit their talents, their first fruits to community growth and prosperity. What Kwanzaa is really about though, is how we live our lives in this world. Not just as individuals, but within a community. In the U.S. especially, we've been handed this myth about the rugged individual, the self-made person who pulls themselves up by their own bootstraps, don't need anybody else. Kwanzaa, though, recognizes that it's only through community, through relationships and communion with everyone around us, whether we like them or not, is how we really build heaven here on Earth. So as we're continuing this Oxney mini via, Let's claim a little bit of that Kwanzaa spirit. And instead of sitting around waiting for the world to change, we become the agents of love that bring true and lasting unity into this world. By stepping into our role, our function as the light of the world, We reflect the values of Kwanzaa. We embody the determination of individuals and communities to come together to cooperate for the greater good for all of us with creativity and one purpose, which is to make God's love and peace manifest in this world. And if we dedicate ourselves to living that higher Kwanzaa consciousness every day in this next year, what you'll be saying every day will be oh, oh yeah. yeah hear these wise and holy words from A Course in Miracles chapter 15 God offers thanks to the holy host who would receive him let him enter and abide where God would be and by your welcome does the holy welcome you to himself for what is contained in you who welcome her is returned to him And we but celebrate God's wholeness as we welcome the holy into ourselves. Those who receive the heavenly parent are one with with God, being host to God, who created them. And by allowing God to enter, the remembrance of our heavenly parent enters with God. And with God, they remember the only relationship they ever had and ever want to have. So will the year begin in joy and freedom. There is much to do, and we have been long delayed. Accept the holy instant, as this year is born, and take your place so long left unfulfilled in the great awakening. Make this year different by making it all the same, and let all your relationships be made holy for you. This is our will, amen. And oh yeah, of course doesn't say oh yeah, I don't know why. We'll make it say oh yeah, how about that? <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah. From author and spiritual teacher Mary Ann Williamson, every thought I think, Every word I say, every action I take has an effect on the universe. Other people feel what I'm thinking, whether they're conscious of this or not. Surrendering my life to God is the ultimate taking of personal responsibility, as God is not outside, but within us. In surrendering my life to God, I pray that his love moves into me and through me as a light unto the world. Dear God, today, may I be a conduit for your love May your peace through me bring peace to all the world. May your light enter, may your light so enter my heart that the world itself is blessed. Y'all, this is an anniversary year for me. I moved to South Carolina in 2003. 20 20 years. if If you had asked me in 2003, Will you be here 20 years? I would be like that. Sounds like a prison sentence. <laughs> no, I was very, I was very homesick for my hometown of Atlanta. I mean, who wouldn't be? I mean, it's Atlanta, right? I swore that my time in South Carolina would be short, and I would soon be back in the big city. My song that I sang to myself through this whole time was "Bad Companies, Oh Atlanta." Anybody know that? Oh, Atlanta, That's yeah. hear me calling. Nope, I'm coming back to you one fine day. It's not the same song. No need to worry. There ain't no hurry. Cause I'm on my way back to Georgia. On <laughs> my way back to Georgia. Oh, yeah. I spent a lot of time in my first few years here driving the roads of Atlanta in my head because I knew I was gonna go back, right? I didn't want to forget all of the little shortcuts and the ways of getting around Atlanta that you have to know, because it's busy. Uh All right, and if you are a native, man, you know all the really little amazing shortcuts that uh, all these newcomers, they don't know that stuff. So I was driving it, I didn't want to forget. And my homesickness for Atlanta, though, is one example of how when we are faced with making fairly big changes in our lives, we tend to pine for those old ways of being, old ways of believing or acting or existing. Yet here we are on the day when most of us have a list of resolutions that we've made for this new year. We look forward to the new year as a clean slate, a tabula rasa on which, which we can reinvent ourselves, live new lives. Now most of us, according to all the statistics. We're doing things that will affect the outside world. Exercise more, lose a few pounds so we don't have to suck it in while we're up here. <laughs> so we appear better looking to the world, find ways to make or save more money so we're richer in all the worldly things, give up bad habits, stop smoking, stop drinking, stop eating junk food. We vow to spend more time with those we love and there's nothing wrong at all with any of those resolutions but often our goals to improve the things outside of ourselves just quickly fall by the wayside. Why? Well, we're homesick. We're homesick for the old ways. When I was, I I used to be a Weight Watcher leader. Anybody know that? (laughs) I used to lead Weight Watcher meetings and we would be slammed. The room would be packed in January. I mean, filled to the brim, it's standing room only. Man, you felt like a rock star as a leader because you're like, oh, all are here to see me. By mid-February or March, huh it kind of looked like a jubilee on a Sunday morning. <laughs> Hardly anybody here. It's the same way at the gym or any other new plan we have for our lives. Only 46% of people are able to keep their New Year's commitments after six months. The majority of us find the pull of the old way of living is just a little too strong and sooner rather than later, we find ourselves melting into the recliner with a chip bag in one hand and the remote in the other, and here we are. Same old, same old. This year I have decided I'm going to try a different approach to the new year. I invite you to join me, to consider joining me. If you don't want to, that's fine. You can just use me as a guinea pig or or a cautionary tale. <laughs> to see if it might work for you. This year, I am choosing to focus on the world within first. Whatever happens out here, I will use that as a call to go inward, to seek to abide first in God's realm of love and joy and peace and innocence. And then and only then will I seek to react to what's happening in the world around me. I expect to fail often. Mainly because the call of the old way is so strong. I know though one month at the gym is not going to give me that physique that I don't have to suck in. (laughs) That six months at the gym might provide. One week of not eating potato chips or sugar will not transform the cells in my body the way six months or a year of fasting from such food will do. But oh, how I love the couch instead of the gym. How I love the barbecue chips and Reese cups more than broccoli and alternatively sweetened treats. (laughs) The call of the old way of living, it's strong and it's strong for one reason. This is where the ego lives. And our ego has exactly zero interest in seeing us get thinner or richer or healthier, and it definitely has less than zero interest in seeing us grow spiritually. Going inside and resolving to stay there, that means death to the ego, so it will pull out all the stops to keep you in this old ego world. And if you make a resolution to go within, You can expect the world around you to become pure chaos. I've seen it already. As I've resolved to do this, I've seen (laughs) stress, burnout, questioning every single choice I've ever made in my life. This is what the past few weeks have been like. My ego has been on a tear. It has convinced me to torture myself with doubts, with fear, with confusion. And these are its main tools to keep us wedded to its old ways of being and doing and thinking and seeing. That inner world, though, that's where there's clarity. There's no confusion. That's where there's peace and joy and love all the time. There's no second-guessing yourself. There's no stress in here. There's no such thing as burnout. Here, you just are who you are? Peace, love, joy. And you can be there. Because you welcome the holy as your only guide. And by your welcome, our reading in a in a course says this morning, by your welcome does the holy welcome you into itself, for what is contained in you who welcome the holy is returned to God and we but celebrate God's wholeness as we welcome the holy into ourselves. By choosing to welcome the holy this year, I am deciding to go deeper within a world that I can change, and that's the world in here. This is where I can clean out the garbage that my ego has convinced me I need to collect. So this year, I can clean out the garbage of judgment the garbage of grievance, the garbage of fear, the garbage of doubt, the garbage of caring what the world thinks, the garbage of anything that makes me think that anyone is better than me or worse than me. In short, I am tossing out anything inside myself that makes me believe that anyone is separate from me. A Course reminds us in chapter 11 that we have one clear choice that we need to make in our lives, and sometimes we have to make this choice moment by moment, but here it is. Would you be hostage to the ego or host to God? That's your choice, that's your only choice. When you resolve to become host to God, you achieve real freedom because you welcome reality with a capital R. Because in God's realm, true reality, There's no separation, there's no hierarchy, there's no one better or worse, no one to pity, no one to hate, no one to disregard. Instead, as today's lesson says, we make this year different by making it all the same. This is a call to stop living in the old world of judgments and grievances and comparisons and competition. As course teacher Sean Reagan puts it, our task here is not to seek for oneness, Because this ego world will always pull us toward that old world of separation. To heal the separation that we feel in this world then, it turns on us making it different by making it all the same. And we do that by inviting the Holy Spirit to change our vision of this world so all we see when we look out in this world is sameness and equality. Instead of seeing, as he says, the ego's emphasis on difference and inequality. And the ego protests loudly, of course. It tells us if we see everyone the same, then injustice and inequality will rule this world. But I got news for you this morning, Jubilance, justice and inequality will always rule the ego's world. The ego's world will never be fair. And when we insist that it must be, we just fuel that world because that's its fuel, our resistance. Our making it different, judging others as good or recalcitrant, just makes the ego run hotter. But this is the miracle that going within offers us. It withdraws the fuel of separation from the ego's world because we no longer play its game by making it all the same. We deny its power of grievance, anger, hatred and fear from even entering our world. And if those things are not in our inner world, then we're no longer able to project them into the world out here. You just gotta let it rain. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) If anger and grievance, hatred, if it's not in the inside, we can't put it in the outside. So the ego is no longer getting its fuel from us. And if enough of us do this, not everybody's gotta do this, but if enough of us do this, for an extended period of time, you know what happens? The ego dissolves both within us and in the world around us. Of course, you might think, okay, well maybe she's just doing spiritual bypass at this moment. So you're, so you're going within You're just going to check out from here, so you're abdicating your responsibility to help ease the suffering of the world. But it's just the opposite. I am taking the only path that will ultimately end suffering everywhere. You may not believe me, of course, but if you're willing, I invite you to give it a try this year. After all, we've tried all the other outward strategies that we can think of to end suffering, right? We've thrown prayer at it. We've thrown money at it. Governments make policies designed to alleviate it, and often exacerbates it in the process. We've voted for those who have promised to end it. We've marched in the street demanding an end to suffering. Yet here we are, surrounded by constant suffering. So here's my question to you at the start of this new year, Jubilance. What do you have to lose by dedicating yourself this year to going within and making this year different by making it all the same? What do you got to you've tried everything else? I invite you to try something new. Something different. When you make this commitment to dwell in the real world within more and more of this year, we change the world around us for one simple fact. All minds are joined, we are all one in the mind of God. So as we commit to change the foundation of our inner world from fear to love, everyone around us is affected in some way whether they are cognizant of it or not. As author and teacher Marianne Williamson writes, every thought I think, every word I say, every action I take has an effect on the universe. Other people feel what I'm thinking, whether they're conscious of this or not. Surrendering my life to God, she says, is the ultimate taking of personal responsibility. As God is not outside, but within us. In surrendering my life to God, she says, I pray that God's love moves into me and through me as a light unto the world. Jubilance, if it is true that every thought, every word, every deed affects the universe in some way, that means if enough of us change how we think, how we speak, how we act, so that it reflects unity over separation, how could the world not change? We've tried everything else. Let's try this. For some, going within may feel like an abandonment of your ambitions out here in the world. I mean, you know, we all wanna make our mark on the world somehow. The ego tells us it's through some form of worldly success. Go out there and make it happen. But this year, I'm redefining ambition because my ultimate ambition is to listen more deeply to the universe, to surrender myself to it every moment. To get back to it as quickly as possible when I begin to pine for those old ways of thinking and speaking and being. I'm not, however, and this really is an important point, I'm not doing it with some goal in mind. I'm not doing it to become more spiritual. I'm not doing it to get something. My ambition is simply to surrender to every present moment I am in. And as Williamson says, pray that God's love moves into me and through me as a light unto the world. There are certainly many ways you could make this this resolution (laughs) this new year. There are a lot of spiritual practices, lots of tools out there to choose from. A Course in Miracles has 365 daily lessons in a workbook meant to help you change that lens that you see the world through by gently guiding you to abandon the egoic way of seeing and being and become willing to see the world differently through holy eyes. Lots of forms of meditation, silent listening, chanting, sound healing that we're going to experience here in a few minutes, walking meditation, contemplative prayer, you can use affirmations, prayers, inspirational quotes from a wide range of teachers, whatever it is to help you go within, to remind you. As Buddhist uh, monk Thich Nhat Hanh used to talk about, he called them bells of mindfulness a bell of mindfulness, something to remind you to return to the present moment, where our inner life can be seen and lived so that we can become that channel to be the light of the world. That's what the lesson from a course seeks to do. They give you slogans, all the lessons, they give you slogans to use during the day when you get lost in the ego's world, because we, we will, the pull of the old is so strong. But being able to say things like, I can choose peace rather than this, or I am not a victim of the world I see, it can free us from being hostage to the ego and remind us our true function is to be a host to God. In this new year, it is also my ambition that Jubilee will become your training ground, that we will be able to offer opportunities to explore these practices that can help you transform that inner world so you can become the transformation that the world needs. And it's not spiritual woo-woo, it's not spiritual bypass, these are daily often moment-to-moment practices that require dedication, they require determination, a real yearning, to see this world differently, to make it all the same. Whether we are perceiving someone we love or someone the ego tells us to hate or disregard. It's been 20 long years, folks. 20 long years that I've been in South Carolina. (laughs) My mother, my poor mother, suffered from dementia in the last few years of her life. She was living with my my older sister, Linda, and um, she would say to Linda on occasion where's Candace and and Linda would bless her heart would say she's she lives in South Carolina mama and mom would go that's not right and I said I said Linda you tell mama she's right <laughs> wake up in South Carolina going wait a minute this isn't right <laughs> that's not right <sighs> but you know what you know what has happened along the way Community. I didn't have a lot of community in Atlanta. I've lived there nearly all my life and I I can I can name like five people that I really spent a lot of time with or got to know. Or a community. I didn't have a community. I have that here. It's amazing. It's cool. Never had one before. (laughs) This is neat. I don't pine for Atlanta anymore. I've gone back many times, and whatever I missed about that city, I don't think it exists anymore. All the landmarks have changed. I forgot every shortcut I know. (laughs) Traffic is a million times worse. They could pave all of Atlanta, and the traffic would just still be bad. (laughs) Oh, 285, that's that's a speedway right there. You couldn't pay me. There's not enough money in the world for me to go back to Atlanta right now. And this is exactly what progress in your spiritual practice looks like. When we embark upon the journey inward, we're still gonna visit the outside world, right? But eventually, it's just not gonna enchant us the way it used to. Atlanta doesn't hold that sway over me anymore. I love it here. This is the state I wish to achieve in my inner world beginning this year. I wanna love being in the inner world so much that I never again think about living in the ego's world. Just like Atlanta, it's there, I gotta visit on occasion, but I'm always happy to go home. We're gonna talk a little bit more about this next week, but we're invited to be like those wise men who traveled to see Jesus after his birth. You remember, they went through Herod and then they went to see Jesus. And the scriptures say they were warned in a dream not to go back to Herod. So they went home by another way. There's an egoic Herod that's always ready to greet us on the old road. We have to go home another way. And the path home, it leads through your inner world not the one out here. The old world is going to tempt us to go back to it. But me, for me, in this new year, a new road is open. I'm going to go home by another way. I'm going to journey through the inner world of love and peace and joy that will utterly transform me and utterly transform the world around me. I've already seen it. This is a world I could not create in Atlanta. Because I wasn't the person that I am now. And this community, this community has a lot to do with my growth. And I want that for each of you in this room. For this community to be the place where you never look at the ego's world again. It holds no interest. Because that love That world of love and joy and peace is so wonderful. I will take Marianne Williamson's prayer as my guide this year. Dear God, today, may I be a conduit for your love. May your peace, through me, bring peace to the world. May your light so enter my heart that the world itself is blessed oh yeah join me on this ambitious journey if you choose so this new year will begin in joy and freedom
0: thank you for joining us for weekly wisdom from jubilee circle If you enjoyed the program, we hope that you'll support us by leaving a good review of this podcast wherever you download your shows. We also hope you'll support us in other ways, either by becoming a subscriber to our YouTube channel and our weekly newsletter or by supporting us financially. You can find out how to do all of that by visiting our website at JubileeCircle.com. Many thanks to Audio Coffee from Pixabay for supplying our podcast music. Join us again next week. And until then, take the words of Meister Eckhart with you. If the only prayer you ever say is thank you, that will be enough. We thank you for your time and wish you the kind of week that'll leave you saying, Oh yeah.